Welcome everybody to the first episode of my podcast, Habits Fit. I'm really excited to be able to talk to you on a new platform. This is something that I've been thinking about doing for probably a few months, so I decided to just go ahead and get started on it. With that said, I'm Michael Scott. Many of you know me from my own success with weight loss when I lost over 100 pounds and managed to keep it off. I'm also the owner of Spice Ninja. You can find me on Instagram at YetiTube or on Facebook under Michael Scott. In today's episode, which I guess is going to be the flagship episode, if that's the correct term, we will be talking to Joy, who is an expert in the realm of food psychology and also one of my co-hosts. In the first episode, we will be talking about emotional eating, what it is, what triggers it, and more importantly, how to cope and manage it. We'll also be going over how you can look at your own fitness journey as a value to your life as opposed to a burden you have to endure. I know a lot of us, when we get started on our fitness goals, it could be almost uh, paralyzing, all the work we have to do. So we're going to talk about that. Um, Now that that's out the way, I hope you all enjoy the show. If you like it, I would really appreciate it if you took some time to review it. Of course, only five stars. No, I'm being facetious, but, you know, any support you give us or any kind of reviews, we really appreciate it a lot. Thank you all for listening and enjoy the show. Welcome, everybody. We are doing our first official podcast from Habits Fit, and here I am with Joy, the beautiful and, you know, someone who's obviously much smarter than I am, and we are going to be talking about a myriad of different things on this podcast. Really, everything's going to relate to healthy habits and how to kind of live your life in a, uh, in a way that maximizes your health and fitness without kind of inc- uh, including all the stress that's involved with planning and all these things that kind of derail us from our fitness goals. So I think the first thing we do is we'll go ahead and introduce ourselves. Joy, ladies first. So I'll go ahead and give you the honor of introducing yourself and what you do, who you are, what you about. Hi, everyone. I'm so glad you guys are listening to us. I'm Joy, and I do the fitness and food psychology. So I help you with um, your, if you have like a limiting belief about that you can never lose weight and that it's like so frustrating or the scale never moves and it just keeps, um, you keep gaining weight. Um, just like things that like you can so relate to, but you just can't pinpoint like why it keeps happening in your fitness journey or in your weight loss journey. And um, Michael and I, we originally met each other probably in like 2012 um through instagram and our paths kind of just like support each other and then finally it just kind of clicks like where we're like oh we would be really great together a good collaborative team um so we're just super excited that we can share a lot of our ideas and philosophies and just make you also understand like we can te- definitely relate to this um fitness journey and how um each of our stories personally like how it's um we have similar struggles too, but we also have like these amazing long um, life, these life um, strategies that can really help you in um, as you go along with this journey. Yeah. So as you guys can see, Joyce is the brains of the operation, and you know, <laughs> my I'm Michael Scott. Uh, Joy and I we decided to uh, pull our brains and talents together to create a new program that instead focuses on healthy habits and how to kind of accumulate them. For the rest of your life as opposed to yo-yo dieting and 90-day challenges and there's no longevity in that so joy and i got together to create this program and this habits fit uh podcast is kind of a brainchild of that to kind of give all you guys more value and just you know give you guys a tidbit inside the program and that's pretty much that so now that the intros are out the way 
I think it's time to just go ahead and dive into the topic. So our yeah. first topic is going to be emotional eating. And I think the first and foremost part that we got to do is we got to define that. So Joy, what would you say is the definition of emotional eating? Okay, so emotional eating, if you want to call it stress eating, if you want to call it binge eating, it's basically a pattern that you continually do when you are really overwhelmed or you're stressed or you're depressed. And it increases when um, a significant event happens, maybe like a breakup, maybe a divorce, maybe you lost your job, something so significant that you feel um, that you need food to like make you feel better or to numb you out. And um, sometimes we just like stress eat maybe only on the weekends. For some people, it might be every night. Um, so everyone has a different degree. So it's just see emotional eating as a pattern, but also like on a spectrum. So is it how consistency, how consistent are you doing it? Or is it only during certain like special events, like at a wedding or a buffet where you're like, oh my gosh, they have all these foods. So see it more objectively than instead of seeing it as something that um, you are really ashamed about. Because the more that you see it more objectively, the more that you can immediately um, get strategies right away versus feeling really ashamed and then you feel really discouraged. Right. And I think a kind of a condensed way to say that is like emotional eating is kind of eating to suppress or soothe any kind of negative emotion, right? So if do you eat when you're sad? Maybe. Do you eat when you're scared? Maybe. Do you eat when you're lonely or bored? Yes, I do that all the time. You know, that's just something that we just develop and I think it's a problem for a lot of people. So that's pretty much what emotional eating is. And now we're going to go into what triggers emotional eating. And that could be a myriad of different stress factors, right, Joy? So I think what, there's, there's relationships. If you have a bad relationship, say you have an argument with your husband or your mm -hmm. wife or your boyfriend or girlfriend, you know, go eat a bag of chips, you'll feel better. Worked for me. Any kind of work stress, financial pressure, mm -hmm. any kind of health problems, pretty much any kind of stress in your life can be a trigger to emotional eat. Right, Joy? Definitely, definitely. Um, also, the triggers, um, sometimes they won't affect you as much because maybe there's a lot of other parts in your life where you feel a lot of support, but sometimes it hits you like even um, you feel really caught off guard from this like unexpected bill or this unexpected surprise or so sometimes it's um, it's not just like a day to day habit, but sometimes it just can be really unexpected and then um, the emotional eating will be more um, prevalent. So yeah, it could be like the regular like categories of stress, like relationship, work stress, family, but also it could just be yourself. It could, you could also have, um, just internalize a lot of just feeling I'm inadequate or I'm not, I'm not successful, like all those really um, self-defeating beliefs. Sometimes it just, you can just create it yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, emotional eating is something that all of us have been through in some mm -hmm. way, shape or form. Like some of us struggle with, with it a lot. Mm -hmm. Some of us not so much, but it's definitely something that everybody can relate to. We've all opened the fridge and be like, fuck, I'm gonna eat this just because it yeah. feels good. Yes. And the, I think the problem is, is if we know what it is, most people know what emotional eating is, but they don't know how to cope with it. Definitely. Okay, fine. I have this problem with emotional eating when I'm bored. I go to my fridge and I eat <laughs> the chocolate that's in the freezer. Oh my goodness, yummy. <laughs> and it's uh, obviously if we're trying to be fit and healthy and have these healthy goals, 
constantly having that those triggers and not having a method to control them is going to derail us. Um, sometimes when we are trying to c- cope with emotioning, we sometimes have a really good intention of being like, okay, I'm just going to be healthy. And so we either go on the other side of the spectrum, which is like you, you just throw out everything, like everything that you're like, oh, no more chips, no more chocolate, no more, you know, no more everything. And, and you feel like you're going to put like these high expectations that you're going to exercise every day or something really um, demanding and unrealistic. Um, that can also increase your emotional eating because now you're putting more pressure on yourself. Um, and then if you ha- follow people on social media, sometimes their own ways of how they got really lean or um, stage ready can also influence you being like, well, they do do like two hours of cardio or they do these rec- um, recommendations. Maybe I should follow their way. Um, but there's um, the strategies we're about to tell you. It's like so easy and manageable that I I think you're gonna you're gonna you might undermine of how easy it is but we want you to um just hang in there right now and we're gonna give you some really great strategies right so right now we're gonna go over like uh what do we got i think there's four strategies that you can implement to kind of take control of how to manage your uh, emotional eating and the first one and it's so simple it's just tracking your food and when I say tracking your food, I don't mean tracking your calories. Because again, the whole, por- the whole purpose of our program is to do something that you could do the rest of your life. And no one in their right mind is going to track their, their calories for the rest of their life. So when I say tracking food, to be very specific, you want to track how you feel after you've eaten what you've eaten. If I'm bored, or if I go to the fridge because I'm bored, and I get that uh, chocolate bar, and I eat it, if I take a second to reflect on, you know what, how did I feel when I was eating this chocolate bar? I'm probably not going to feel too well. And it's important for me to kind of reflect on that feeling so I could use that the next time. I could go back, you know what, last time, Michael, last time you did this, you didn't feel well afterwards. And you're very critical of yourself. Is this really how you want to feel? And so tracking your, your feelings after you eat is a really, really important tool that you could give yourself to kind of stop or curb that emotional eating or eating when you're bored. Well, Michael, also sometimes we, in the health and fitness industry, we were like kind of, there's like an underlining message that says, um, avoid feeling, the sh- like, or try to avoid feeling ashamed, right? Like, is this gonna make you feel depressed or is this gonna make you feel ashamed? And sometimes we are get to that level where we're like, well, you know, F this, I don't care if I'm gonna feel really regretful tomorrow. But what if you just changed the language and thought about like, oh my gosh, how amazing am I going to feel tomorrow when I wake up and my stomach isn't like really bloated or how amazing is it going to feel that I kept, um, I kept my integrity to myself. So sometimes if we can use language, that's really empowering too. That can help you if you tend to get to those like extreme levels where you're like, F that, I don't care. I'm going to just eat it anyways. See if like making yourself feel good is like a really great motivator for you. Absolutely. So it could go both ways. So I think it's it's good because you have a good uh, dichotomy of personalities here. So for me, I would take that situation and be like, oh, man, I'm going to feel like shit. And I don't want to feel like shit because I'm going to eat it. I'm going to be like, oh, shit, I don't feel good. And then from George's perspective, same message. You just flip it. And, you know, it's a good feeling. It's like, how good are you going to feel when you wake up the Uh next morning and you didn't down that half pint of ice cream? (laughs) <laughs> You're going to feel pretty amazing. So, again, the biggest takeaway is, you know, 
reflect on how you're feeling or you're going mm -hmm. to feel as opposed to just, you know, blindly eating this without any kind of reflection. So I think the next one, which shouldn't come as a shock, is managing your stress effectively. Mm -hmm. So what's not healthy is we never want to manage our stress, our stress through food. <laughs> so we all have different uh, stress managements. My stress management is actually playing with my dog. Oh, mine too. Yeah. So if I'm feeling stressed, I, I play with my dog and I play with him for like maybe five or ten minutes for whatever, however long until he gets sick of me, which happens fairly quick. <laughs> and um. that pulls me away from being bored, going to the fridge and stuff like that. But Joy, I mean, what other types of, types of stress can people use? So, um, Michael and I obviously love our dogs. And if you're a dog lover, you totally get us right now. Um, and if you don't have a dog or you don't have pets, you probably think we're a bunch of weirdos. But um, back on the main point, so one of my favorite um, stress relievers, if it's night, especially at nighttime, is watching stand-up comedy like on Netflix. Like just laughing so much just brings me back, like feeling so ex um, excited and joyful. But find something that really like sparks your joy. Like um, one of our clients, um, she loves like making her little succulent gardens, um, and sometimes like what what makes you feel like a kid like some people love playing video games some people love playing or uh, joining a dodgeball or a team just like find something that like really restores you and you feel really connected and or either really really relaxes you where you get like massages but um never un but don't undermine like how the power of it like stress stressful stress relieving activities immediately can like reduce like the feeling of overwhelm and pressure. And that's what we want you to um, depend on is actually finding ways that you can feel really relaxed right away. Right, and of course, if your stress levels are down, you're gonna be less tempted to go, you know, stress eats for lack yeah. of a better term. Yeah. yeah, whether it's yoga or meditation or petting your dog, or, you know, for me, it's something's going to the gym, or I also have like a game on my phone that I just, that's my stress relief too. I mean, the point is find something to replace food as a stress reliever mm -hmm. and you know you don't want to deprive anything of your, deprive yourself of anything which goes to our next step don't deprive yourself of, of, your, of the food that you like so a lot in my experience a lot of my clients they want their uh, the strict diets which is really good if you have a very specific goal like if you're if you have this big 10 year anniversary for some event and you need to fit into that dress that you really love but you got to lose those 15 pounds cool those are that's a moment where you know what follow this strict diet for two weeks two and a half weeks you'll get there but you can't follow a strict diet for your entire life that's no. not going to work and that's where the don't deprive yourself comes in so as a general rule you know like 90% of your meal should be nutrient dense and 10% Eat whatever the hell you want. You know, a lot of people who focus with uh, have a lot of psychological problems with the food and eating disorders, they're very strict on what they can't eat. You know, I can't have any ice cream. I can't have any carbs. I can't have any sweets. I can't have any alcohol. I can't do anything because it's not healthy. And actually, having that mindset is not healthy. So you could eat whatever you want, as long as it's in moderation. So again, you want to have 80 to 90% of your food is nutrient dense and 10 to 20, you know, go have a cheeseburger with fries and have the milkshake. It's not the end of the world. If the majority of your meals are healthy and they're nutrient dense, that one meal that's, you know, ice cream and fudge 
or you know anything else that you deem unhealthy, it's not going to derail your progress. And in fact, it's going to put you in the mental aspects like, oh yeah, you're going to appreciate that even more. And it's going to be really, 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 really soothing for you. And you're not going to have that fuck. I need to, oh shit, I probably shouldn't cuss on you. <laughs> or maybe we'll, I guess we'll find out. But it's not going to give you that deep cravings like I need to eat a pint of pint of ice cream or yes. I need to take a couple of shots of alcohol because it's been three weeks joy it's yes. I'm, I'm dying dying yes and then next thing you know I eat I've eaten I've eaten I've eaten right I've eaten 5,000 calories in a single silly sitting so yeah don't deprave yourself eat whatever you want just be mindful of it so um this topic I love talking about it because um, there is a if you understand the pattern of when you deprive yourself, you'll be able to be more willing to actually enjoy and take that risk that you're thinking like, oh, if I eat this ice cream, I'm gonna gain weight. But so the cycle is, um, you had some, you feel regret about something. So maybe you, your regret is you ate too much yesterday. So then you go into um, you go into depriving yourself. And then once you deprive yourself, there's only a period of time where you can maintain that, you know, depriving because your body, you know, knows that this is unnormal. And then from when you deprive, your emotions go to rebellion, which is, I don't want to do this anymore. This is horrible. This is intolerable. Stop, stop doing this to me. We need to get the F out of just only eating chicken and broccoli. And then because the rebellion is so strong, you lose that control and so from that losing out of control, then you feel really, um, you, you, you uh, basically go to the other deep side. And then you start your cycle all over again where you feel really regretful again. So instead of like following that cycle, why don't you just see it as, oh, this is just a part of really celebrating and enjoying. Um, part of being healthy is to enjoy things that like we have with our family or with your friends. Exactly. And, Absolutely. That's a, yeah. perfect, that's a perfect segue because um, a lot of my clients, they say, oh, Michael, I'm going to this family party. What do I do? Mm -hmm. like, what the hell do you mean what do you do? Go enjoy your family and enjoy mm -hmm. your plate of food. But it's like, oh, my God, I can't because it's going to derail me. It's like, it's like, no, no, no. The whole point of the progress, the whole point of the system is to allow you to eat whatever you want to eat in mm -hmm. moderation. If you're eating well Monday through Friday or Monday mm -hmm. through Saturday and the party is on Sunday, you're going to be fine. You know, at the same time, don't have four plates of lumpias or tamales <laughs> or eight pieces of birthday cake. But, you know, have a have a normal plate. Enjoy your family. Don't use that as an excuse not to, you know, live your life because that's what's going to cause problems going down the road where people say, oh, you know, Michael or Joy, they don't they don't eat at the parties. They don't do this, which kind of makes you feel judged. And sometimes people don't even want to go to the parties because they feel like they can't eat anything. And obviously, the whole point of being healthy is not just fitness. It's kind of you want to improve your relationship with food, improve relationship with your family. And you just happen to be, you know, getting leaner and kind of prioritizing your health in the process. So, you know, don't deprive yourself of food or relationships or parties or nothing. And I think the, the, the last one that we could do is, you know, you could hear all these steps, whereas track your food, manage your stress, don't deprive yourself. But for most of us, we're still going to fall into those moments where, F it, I'm going to eat this entire bag of Doritos, which mm -hmm. has happened to me in the past many times. And when those, ha when those things happen, you know you shouldn't have eaten that much. And most of us are going to feel bad. Mm -hmm. One thing that you can do is simply just learn from it.
don't punish yourself don't act like it's the end of the world because it's not just learn from it so if you have a moment where you're emotionally eating and you've for my for taking me an example is eating a giant bag of chips fine what you do is you acknowledge it you identify that it happened and how you feel about it you let it register mm -hmm. you forgive yourself and you just say you know what this isn't going to happen again Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that way you take the guilt out of it, you've acknowledged it, that's a mistake, and you don't carry that burden with you the next day. Just, it is what it is, fine, I fucked up, it's not going to happen again, I'm going to go on with my day. And then you forget about it. Yes. So, I think another way of saying it, especially women, if you are um, emotional eater at certain periods of like, it's a breakup or your fight, see it more objectively, like how you um, see something where you're like, oh, I just have to do this. So when you evaluate, see it objectively, just say like, okay, the trigger was this emotion. Okay. It was around this time. Okay. And when you start seeing it objectively, you can start seeing your patterns and that will get that knowledge will give you a frame of mind of how to be proactive next time. And you can go on with like, you know, 100% of your day, not being so fixated on your mistake that has happened. You're absolutely right. So I think that covers like the, the four biggest topics. And just, we'll just kind of reiterate them for you guys. So to cope with emotional eating, this is what you do. If you got a pencil, write it down or take like a mental note. Yes. Track your emotional response to your food. Mm -hmm. Find ways to manage your stress. Don't deprive yourselves of the meals that you enjoy. Mm -hmm. And finally, learn from your setbacks. Acknowledge your mistakes, identify how you feel about it, and forgive yourself. And you know what? The, these strategies that we gave you, it's not going to be in exact order. Like sometimes, like if you're going to be, like, let's say you're at a family party with your friends, maybe your um, strategy that you're going to use is you're going to use um, a way to manage stress because maybe there's a stressful situation happening. So you're going to use that coping skill. And so we want you to not just only see it linearly, but also just be really adaptive to your situation. So one thing that when I first started out losing out uh, all my weight is whenever I started something new, I would always see it like as a huge struggle that I had to uh, conquer. And when I first started the fitness thing, you know, in addition to the stress eating, it was a really big burden for me thinking about, man, I got to lose all this weight. I waited so long to do it. I'm not sure what to do. And I found myself given talking negatively uh, about my journey. And that's something that I think is really important because that gave me a lot of stress. And it's really important for anybody starting a new fitness journey or any kind of thing that's going to improve you to look at it as a positive over looking at it as a negative. Because when I first started, I looked at the fact that, at the fact that I had to lose 100 pounds like extremely negative. I was like, oh, I can't believe I let this happen. This is going to be so hard. And I was, it just, just made it even more challenging. So one thing that's important is to kind of put your thought process into two different categories. So for me, kind of viewing your fitness journey as a value to yourself as opposed to a struggle is really important. And there's two things. There's like a, de a destructive struggle as far as how you talk and a some positive struggles where it's taking the same scenario you just flip it so example of like a destructive struggle or yeah destructive struggle for me will take going to the gym for example is when i first walked into the gym i would tell myself oh man michael you don't know what you're doing i would say man i'm so lost here i i don't know i don't know what that machine is i don't know how to use it 
this is really, really overwhelming for me. And I just had a litany of things that I could go through where it was not helping me. So one good thing that you can do, or one thing that I did that's very important, is to just take that same concept and flip it and use it for a positive, a positive struggle. So instead of me saying, oh man, I'm so overwhelmed, I don't know what I'm doing. Same thing, I just flipped it and said, I'm really excited to try something new. And just that little small difference took the stress away and made it really exciting. So I would get up and people would ask me, Michael, how is it that you're going to school and you're going to the gym at four o'clock in the morning every day? It wasn't because I was thinking about my struggle because I was really excited to go to the gym at four o'clock in the morning because it was a new, something new that I could incorporate into my day. I was like, oh, I'm really excited to get up. I'm gonna feel great afterwards. I'm gonna start the day off really positive. Where before that, I was saying, damn it, I gotta wake up at four. I gotta wake up at 3.30, be ready. This is some bullshit. And you can see just that small flip is either gonna put you on the track for success or derail you completely in a couple of days. And so it's really important for that to have that uh, vernacular switch. Sometimes when we just only focus on lack and focus on all the pressure, it, it we already feel defeated without even starting. Right, no, you're and absolutely right. If, if you are really new, if you're new and inconsistent of like finishing a workout program or going to the gym or you even paid for a trainer and then you like kept flaking out, change your language just being like, I am so excited I, ha I get to work with this trainer or I am so excited I get to learn something new or just create so much um, excitement and celebration or, or even have celebration while you're working out being like oh my gosh I was able to lift this amount of pounds uh, this amount of weight and it's like so much more empowering and so much more enjoyable and it takes off the pressure of like what you're doing and instead it puts the focus on um, the enjoyment and the process absolutely it's kind of like a like overall when you see something that could possibly be a struggle put a positive spin on it so me going to the gym to lose 100, 100 and plus pounds, thinking about that out loud, it's like, that sounds impossible. And there's no way I'm gonna be able to do that. And if I wake up and go to sleep and just think about that with, all, with that on my mind, you could see how just mentally draining it's gonna be. And I'm not gonna wanna do it anymore. There's gonna be a lot of resistance. But if I say go with that same thing, it's like, oh, I'm really excited that I'm starting to lose weight. I'm really excited to meet some new gym friends. I'm really excited to learn how to use that machine that I haven't used yet. And that makes everything so much more excited. Or and it gives you a lot of motivation to kind of stick to your goals, which in turn takes away the stress, causes me to alleviate any kind of emotional eating that would have happened. Definitely. Because there's been times where I've been so stressed to go to the gym when I first started that I did the complete opposite. Oh, I, don't, I, don't, I can't go to the gym, it's too much. Let me go eat instead. <laughs> and you can see how just defeating that is and it's just a simple mindset tweak to just put a positive spin on something that most people see as a as a burden definitely um how long did it take you to start to use a positive spin instead of feeling that pressure was it just like you had like one day you're like i'm tired of feeling really defeated no what happened is uh i went to the gym and okay. it wasn't doing well I wasn't doing any progress, and then I got a, a trainer, and I, was, I still wasn't making the progress that I wanted. Like, I don't think I lost any weight for like, substantial weight for like three months, and I was very wow. upset. And, but the thing was, I had this mindset where everything was a challenge, and I gave myself a lot of roadblocks, and I was stress eating, and I wasn't eating properly, and I had all these things that I was working against myself, 
until I just kind of woke up one day. He's like, you know what? I'm really excited that I have the opportunity to hire, to, hire, to hire a trainer to tell me what to do. I'm really excited that I'm healthy enough to go to the gym. I'm mobile enough to do all these things. I'm not going to waste this. And I just changed my mindset and being really grateful for everything. And that gave me the motivation to really hamper down on my diet. Because I was doing all the training, but my nutrition was shit. And my nutrition was shit because I was so, uh, I had all these deconstructive struggles that was just reinforcing me to emotionally eat. And all the work that I did at the gym was just nullified by my diet. So once I changed that mindset, my I stopped emotional eating and stress eating that coupled with my hardcore training schedule that my trainer helped me help me implement mm-hmm. boom i was losing weight just like it was like a waterfall just coming off coming off coming off coming off coming off and obviously once you gain any kind of traction it becomes kind of addicting oh completely momentum can be used totally powerfully like how you just did it like how you just started to just like take that appreciation and the gratitude and instead of seeing it as um, I'm not there yet, I'm not there yet, I'm not there yet, and that in a very scarcity way, um, it can completely just like shift you where you're like, wow, I may not have made the physical progress, but I am stronger, you know. So um, what Michael and I really believe in is acknowledging um, if you are having this kind of um, negative mindset, this really self defeated mindset. Now acknowledge it, you know, just have that honest. Com- honest communication with yourself and I'll see how you can be excited how you can appreciate yourself always tell myself that like exercising is like a luxury like in the sense of like some people are if I'm about to exercise I always think about like man there's someone right now at work who wishes that they could be like working out right now and that makes me feel super grateful I'll sometimes I'll tell myself man I'm not I'm able to work out in an air-conditioned gym like that's a luxury and it just makes me feel like that I, I have belonging, you know, that I am that I'm going to have like the best workout ever. So just go in, you know, into like your next workout, just being like, I'm going to have the best workout today. I'm going to feel like, super excited about every single thing that I get to do today. Exactly. It's a little like just mental cues that really mm-hmm. get you pumped and really just keep your progress moving forward. So one simple way just to kind of condense everything again is if you're starting anything new, if you're hiring somebody that you haven't met before, so if you're, if you're going to the gym, you know, you're starting this new diet, you're meeting with a trainer or a PT or really any event that you're just anxious about, take the word nervous out of your vocabulary and replace it with excited. So instead of, oh man, I'm really nervous to meet my trainer and I'm really nervous to go through our first uh, exercise, I'm really nervous to stick to my meal plan, Instead of that, just get rid of it. Says I'm excited. I'm really excited to start this new event. I'm really excited to meet with my trainer. I'm really excited to eat something different and eat, you know, strict. And that simple uh, tool can just flip your mindset to get you really in the right direction toward keeping everything sustainable. So that's that's kind of an easy trick to do without thinking about all the simple steps. But just as a rundown, because we're gonna be wrapping this up pretty soon. We're gonna kind of just go over everything in uh, detail. So what we talked about is first, uh, we went over emotional eating, what defines it, what triggers it, and how to cope with it. So you guys kind of backtrack on the podcast to go to the tidbits on what we talked about that. And then our second issue was looking at your fitness journey as a value to your life, not as a burden. And those are the two topics that we talked about. So we'll be doing this. I think we're going to do one or two shows a week. We got to just go on the schedule and see what makes sense for me and Joy. 
and we're really excited to get this first podcast out to you guys. We're, we're really excited to see, you know, the questions and topics that you guys give us. Uh, if you guys have any questions or topics, you know, send us some DMs, you know, send us some questions that you want us to answer on the show. And if you really just want to engage with us, you could join our Facebook group, which is called Habits Fit Community, H-A-B-I-T-S-F-I-T Community on Facebook. It's a free group. You don't have to pay or anything. Um, a lot of our clients are in there, so that's a good free resource to you. We can go meet like-minded people and just get a more uh, personal relationship with us. So with that said, Joy, I think this is a good uh, stopping point. Have any uh, ending words? Um, I just want to say thank you, everyone, for just like um, listening to us and supporting us. We really um, appreciate when you take time out of your day to listen to us while you're driving or while you're cooking or even if you're working out or just just to take time out of, out to listen and we love your feedback so if you um want to want us to do a certain topic or you have a certain issue we would love to just like give you some great insight so please 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 um continue to give us feedback we are here to share our ideas and our strategies and to build our community so let's do this Good. Sounds good. Joy, with that said, we're going to wrap this up. All right, everybody, thank you for listening. Uh, we'll keep you updated on our next show, which will probably be a week from today, realistically. Um, yeah, so that's it. We will see you guys later. Have a great day. Bye. Bye.